welcome to Observe and Muse with myself, Hannah Edge. So today is October 11th, which is National Coming Out Day. Fantastic. I'm going to tell you my story about coming out. So I'm 34 now, and I came out 20 years ago. I was a wee little girl at the age of 13 when I realised, and when I actually told people. So the first people I told were my friends at school. It was a very small school in a very small town, next to a very small village, full of ignorance, I think we'll call it, just to be polite. Um, It was very difficult. I had, by then, already lived in towns and cities. I'd lived in Spain, I'd lived in England. I was very liberal. I was very blessed with having parents that wanted me to be happy. And as long as I didn't hurt somebody, they didn't care. As long as I didn't get pregnant too young and upset. And as long as I didn't do any dodgy drugs, my parents would be happy. So being gay or straight was irrelevant to them. They didn't care what I was going to do in my bedroom after 16, as long as it wasn't hurting anybody. And I think that I am very, very blessed to have had parents like that, or still have parents like that, because, again, I'm lucky they are still around, and I'm in close contact with them. They adore me. They have met previous girlfriends, previous boyfriends. They don't care. They're happy, whatever. However... At the time of coming out, I didn't know that they were going to be okay. And I left them till last. So the first people I came out to, as I said before, were my friends. They were a little bit shocked. They were only 13 themselves, so it was... I mean, we're going back to a time before Ellen DeGeneres came out. We're going back to a time when people just didn't talk about it. It was still a big thing, the Anna Friel kiss on TV in Brookside. Don't know if you're old enough to remember that, guys, but I certainly do. And I also remember the Hollyoaks kiss. I remember going to my shop, my local newsagents, and asking for Diva magazine, which he told me that they wouldn't sell to under-18s because it was considered pornographic. (laughs) Which just further proves that times have moved on now. My mother had to go in and ask for a subscription for me to confirm to them that it was it was okay for me to read about shock horror two women that might be holding hands or read an article about KD Lang who was openly gay. People like Portia de Rossi, we didn't know she was gay. We didn't know about anything like that back then. It was hidden. I remember tipping the velvet and the gay sex that was in that uh, caused such a furore. I was about 16, 17 at that point. And we were made to feel ashamed. We were made to feel like we were outcasts. So coming out at 13, three years prior to that was scary but at the same time I can't lie 
So I told a few friends that I was gay, that I had a crush on this girl, that nothing had happened, but that I liked her, like they liked boys, and that, you know, I was okay with that. They were sort of okay with it, but that's because I was lucky. I hung around with fellow geeks, so they were very intelligent and level-headed. They didn't... They didn't stop being my friends. They just let me be. But the school, the school is another matter. And that's what I want to tell you about because people today that are growing up don't think they realise how lucky they are. And I'm so, so happy that they don't realise. I don't want them to realise. When I speak to people that are that age now, There's nothing wrong with being gay and they they are happy with it. They have teachers that are out. They don't mock those teachers. They don't judge those teachers because it's none of their business and it's it's not an issue. It's nothing to them. It's just, oh, Miss happens to have a girlfriend, not a boyfriend. And who cares? I love that. I wish it had been like that when I was at school. I hear about people being bullied for this reason or that reason and that makes me think of coming out makes me think about it every time because every day I would go into school and I'd be spat at I'd have paint thrown at me I'd be punched I'd be kicked I'd have coins thrown at me I'd be insulted in a classroom and the teachers would stand there and watch it now People might not believe that, but it's true. We're going we're going before they were allowed to discuss it in schools. So my teachers just let the kids get on with it. They'd stand and watch whilst the children disrupted the class first and foremost, but disrupted it by bullying me. And they'd just stand there and just sniff or turn their other cheek. Quite literally, they would just turn around and look at the blackboard or whiteboard. Shocking, I know, but true. And what makes me lucky is that I had the strength of will to say, when I go home, my parents know that I'm gay and they do not judge me for that. They do not care. They just want me to be happy. They want me to be successful in whatever I want to do. Do I want to be a lawyer? Be a lawyer. Do I want to be a writer? Be a writer. Whatever makes me happy. If I want to clean toilets for a living, do so as long as I am happy. Do it with whoever is in my bed as long as it's not hurting anybody. That was the only rule. You could be black, white, green, yellow. It didn't matter. Male, female, trans, didn't matter. I could bring home whoever I wanted. If I hadn't had that at home, I would not be alive today. I'm going to tell you that now. So as I say, I came out to my friends at 13 and as such to the whole school of about 500 people. I was the only one that dared to do it. I know there were others at the school that will have been gay, didn't dare say anything. And some of them have confirmed since then that they didn't dare say anything because they saw what happened to me. Um, 
I think the only blessing is that social media didn't exist then because that would have been even worse. I would have been more vilified than I was. I might have had friends that put up with me, shall we say. They didn't invite me out after school. I would finish school, the bell would ring and I would jump on my bike and pedal to the max to get home, to lock myself in my bedroom and put the TV on to drown out the sadness. And I would just immerse myself in my studies and my writing because I am a poet and it's a beautiful way to expel all of those issues. Much better than suicide is what I would say. Um, So for about a year I endured before I told my parents And I do remember telling them. I remember the knot in my stomach, the butterflies, the terror, the sheer terror that they might throw me out, might. I I didn't know at that point what would happen. So I remember going into the living room and there they are watching Coronation Street, just chilling. I sat on the chair next to them. And they took one look at me and knew that I wanted to talk to them about something serious. And I said, I think I'm bisexual. <laughs> and my mum looked at me and went, oh, okay. And then carried on watching Tally. And I said, no, no, I like girls. Okay, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. What, what, whatever, sweetheart. And my stepdad just nodded sagely. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Kind of already knew. <laughs> I believe he, he knew, probably from the first moment that he met me. I was always a tomboy. I was always wanting to play with the boys, not kiss the boys. Um, I had little boyfriends. I had my first straight kiss at 10, I believe. I. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. So, yeah, my parents were totally nonchalant about the whole affair. They were like, yeah, whatever. And since then, I've found out that my mum, she didn't really take me seriously. I mean, she'll hold her hands up and say now that she thought that I was too young to really know what I liked and what I wanted. Um, but that if I did end up being gay, that was fine. That was fine. And she wasn't going to react like it was an issue. It was important for me to be happy and to be able to go to them and tell them when I was sad or scared or needed to tell them something important. So the nonchalance was a blessing and I'm really, really glad that that's how it went down. But at school, it continued to be horrific. And that's more what I want to tell you about because... I've spoken to a lot of youngsters recently and they are gobsmacked when I tell them what happened when I was at school. They have gay friends. They can be 12 and they have gay friends. Some of them even have gay parents because in today's society, you can be a parent and be homosexual. You can be a parent and be transgender. That isn't what affects your parenting skills. What affects your parenting skills is the values that you instill in your child and how you raise them and what you teach them. 
It's not about whether you're a man or a woman, cis or trans. It doesn't matter. What matters is that that child is loved, is taught how to love others and how to accept others, whether they are from England, Spain, Korea. Who cares? I love that. I just wish it had been like that for for my generation. Um, I am technically a millennial, but only just. Um, I'm an old millennial. So, yeah, people of my age do remember this time. And a lot of them were those people that abused me for having the cojones to say, I don't want to be with a man. I want to be with a woman. I want to kiss women. I want to hug women. I want want to be myself. At that point, I found out that there was a youth group in my city, my closest city, should I say, which was about an hour's bus ride. So every Saturday, I'd jump on that bus and I'd come up to the city terrified because I was going into the big city and I'd spend three hours in a building with other gays and social workers and man tell you what I wouldn't again be here without those kinds of people I was very very lucky to have even found out that it existed being gay was a stigma I felt like we were had nails in our hands and have things thrown at us. That's what it felt like. We were we were a target. People would look at us. Girls with short hair. Boys that were being effeminate. We were being ourselves. And we were made to feel ashamed of that. And... I can't express how angry that makes me feel. There are modern versions now that I would say are the equivalent. I know that trans people are are struggling to be accepted. So they are going through similar to what I went through. I know of teachers that refuse to call children by their chosen gender and their chosen name. That's not on. That is not on. That child has chosen. He hasn't chosen, rather. He is. Yeah? It's not on. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. We are a forward-thinking society. This is great Britain, and yet people are made to feel ashamed of who they are. So as I say, I came out at 13 as kind of bisexual, kind of gay, didn't really understand. I was really confused because I liked boys and girls, if I'm being honest. But I liked girls more at that point. When it came to relationships, I wanted a girlfriend, not a boyfriend. And 
it was hard. I would go to school every day, like I say, and be picked on for having the balls to say who I am and for not being ashamed of it. I would have other kids look at me and say, oh, mate, if I came out to my parents, oh, they'd do me. I'd never live another day. They've told me that I can't be around you because you're dirty and you're queer. Don't get changed next to me in the changing rooms. Don't play PE with us. I think you're looking at us. I think you're purring on us. That's not on. You're a nonce. You're a queer. You're a puff. You're a lemon. You're a leather. You're a... Just so many words that came like daggers. I wouldn't do PE. I refused. I wouldn't even go into the changing rooms sometimes. Or if I did, I'd hide in the corner and stare at the wall because I was so afraid that somebody would think that I was looking at them in a sexual way. Now, I'm not being funny, but these days we know you don't fancy everybody that you see and you don't look at everybody that you see in a sexual way. So... Pure ignorance made them think that. And not just ignorance, but their parents were telling them when they went home that they were right to pick on me. Grown adults that are my age that I am now were teaching their children to hate because that person was different. And that if they dared come home and be that different themselves that they wouldn't have a home to live in. I pitied those people in some ways. Like, it wasn't really their fault. We're talking about 13-year-olds that are bullying you because their parents told them that that was okay, that they were right to bully me. They were right to complain to the school that there was a homosexual in the building. Like I was a sex offender. This is, this is a time, we're talking 1998, 99, just before the millennium. It was not that long ago at all. There was gayness on TV, although it was, it was always in the media straight after, and there would always be lots of complaints. But TV did try somewhat to help us and... Of all the channels, I am going to give a big shout out to um, Channel 4 because I remember their queer summer. I believe it was 98 or 99. It was the year that Ellen DeGeneres came out. I was already out, feeling stigmatised, feeling alone, feeling unloved, except by my parents, which is why I kept on waking up in the morning and didn't go rummaging for a knife to cut my throat. I did abuse myself, I did self-harm. It was a way of venting. I've got the scars to prove it, unfortunately. But I also see those as a reminder of what makes me strong and what makes me me. And what makes me proud to be who I am and not ashamed. We're all different. And that's good. If we were sheep, wouldn't life be boring? I think it's important that we say who we are, as long as we don't hurt somebody, as long as we don't hurt children, as long as we don't hurt our fellow men. 
I would never harm somebody. Even if they spat hatred at me, I still wouldn't raise a hand. I would assume that there's a reason that they feel that way. And I would feel pity for them. But there's a lot of people that should be alive today, of my generation, that couldn't handle it, that weren't lucky enough to have my parents, weren't lucky enough to have my intellect or my determination and ambition and belief that once I was 16, I would meet people that weren't ashamed of me, that would make me feel wanted. And that's partly my parents and partly the youth group that I used to go to. That youth group was available to people under the age of 18 that were gay or trans. Although, at the time, it was just LGB. So, it wasn't that trans was ignored, it was... It, we, we were busy fighting one battle, that battle was next. It's hard to talk about this. It's very raw still. I mean, we're going back 20 years, it should not be raw, but that proves what an effect it has on people. I am still standing, but I would be a different person had I not come out at the time that I came out. If I came out now in today's society, I'd be a completely different person. I've seen young gays and it makes me so happy. It fills me with joy to know that they came out at like nine, ten. They went, I like a girl. And they went out with that girl and their parents said, bring that girl round and have tea, just like my parents did with boys and other parents did when I was younger. Times have changed and it's wonderful. And the fact that we still have a coming out day is very important, very, very important. I imagine that it's still terrifying for some children to come out. There is a lot of right-wing negativity out there still. But the left, democratic, liberal views won for a good long time. Long enough to change a generation and make the new generation realise that you should be who you are. Being who you are is the most important thing you can do. If you're pretending to be something you're not... You are not doing yourself justice. You are never going to be truly happy. And you're never going to be doing what you want to do. And I can't stand that. I don't hate right wing at all. It has its place and it's there for a reason. And there should be a balance. But when it comes to people and who we are, then liberalism wins out. We have to open ourselves up to the fact that no two humans are the same. No human is 100% straight. We're on a spectrum. The same with gender. We are on a spectrum. Some of, some of us ladies are more masculine. 
some of us some some of you guys are more feminine it doesn't necessarily mean that you like are homosexual it just means that you've got slightly more femininity about you and who cares who really cares in the long run as long as you're not hurting somebody that's all that matters so yeah when I was at school I was taught to be ashamed but like I say I'd go home and I'd be taught that that was wrong and that I was being taught the wrong thing and my parents instilled the importance of that into me I expressed my views through poetry I didn't have any friends until I was 16 except for the youth group and because of the distance I didn't see them away from there so I would see those people for three hours a week but again those three hours those three hours a week kept me going kept me sane I had counsellors around me that would tell me that my parents were correct and that I shouldn't be ashamed and that what those kids were saying at school was wrong and that I just had to get through it and if I could get through the other side the grass would be greener I would no longer have to put up with such small-minded attitudes. It's not completely true. I remember being 17, out clubbing. Sorry, sorry, law. <laughs> out clubbing with my girlfriend, walking home, holding hands, and a guy a good foot and a half taller than me and his buddy came up to me and my girlfriend and screamed that we were queer and then pummeled the living crap out of me and threw me into the road because I was gay. I wasn't kissing my girlfriend. I wasn't doing anything that could be deemed inappropriate. We were holding hands and walking down the street of a city, a city centre, and I had my head kicked in because I dared to do it holding hands with a woman instead of a man. And that was the society I was getting raised in, to feel ashamed, to feel like every time I introduced myself, I, it came almost with an apology of, hi, I'm Hannah, sorry, yeah, I'm gay. Like, I should be ashamed. We had one club, one, one club, in the entire city and one pub where we felt safe, safe-ish anyway. I remember, I remember there being somebody that managed to sneak in with a gun and a knife to attack us, myself and my friends, a bit like what happened in Orlando recently, nowhere near as bad, nowhere near but the same motivation, the same hatred for people that wanted to just be themselves. Gays and straights, because straight people go to gay clubs too. They go because they want to listen to that dance music. They want to be around people that aren't just coming on to them all the time. They just want to go out and dance and have a couple of drinks. So yeah, there were straight people in, those in that club. And they were hurt because they had the audacity to not be homophobic. 
I mean, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. So the next thing I'm going to do is tell you a little poem that I wrote when I was 16 that Diva magazine were really kind enough to publish. It was my first publication and it's what made me realise that, yeah, be who you are. Be who you are and embrace it because if you can't embrace it, you just gonna just wither away so this poem is called keep it under wraps there goes my girlfriend sat among her friends no one knows a thing yet because that's what she wants walking by myself trying to keep storm not go over to her to kiss her and say hi she wants to keep us quiet not tell a single soul she wants me to tell no one Yet meet her later on. We'll go up to my bedroom and act just like a couple. Even though my parents know, hers think we're just friends. Best mates, says her mum, oblivious to what's going on. Keep it under wraps, she says. Her mum's a homophobe. I got published when I was 16 and that basically tells you, in a nutshell, what it was like in 1998 to 2000 I was lucky my girlfriend wasn't she didn't even dare hold my hand if I went round to her house for tea we were just there as best mates if we were at my house with my parents my mum didn't care we would kiss we would hold hands I was 16, I could do what I wanted. If I wanted to make love to my girlfriend, I was legally old enough to do so. If it was a boy, it would be the same. The only conversation my mother had with me was, am I using protection? And that's how it should be. And that's how it is now. Thank God. Thank the gods for that. Because without society moving on what can you do I'm worried I worry for trans people I worry for Trump fans who think that we should isolate people for being who they are we should put a wall up to stop Mexicans from getting into America We should segregate ourselves from Europe because heaven forbid the world shrinks and we acknowledge that somebody from China is the same as somebody from Spain. Well, they are the same. They might not speak the same language, but they're the same. They're still people. They still have the same parts. We're still made up of heart and lungs and kidney and liver and... We all have brains and we all have thoughts and we all have souls. And that's what's important. Just don't hurt people. So much hurt and hatred in this world right now. In the last two or three years, those that hate liberalism have become so angry with us because we started to win. We started to get society to understand that it doesn't matter Now I tell you something now, 
these children that are saying when they're seven that they want to wear dresses when they're boys and they want to play with dolls and they want to grow up as women and they want to be called Janet, not John. Let them. Please, God, let them. I came out at 13, but I knew by seven. I had the biggest crush on my teacher, my female teacher at seven. At nine, I had a crush on a girl called Lara. Really sweet girl. I used to make her daisy chains. Because you know, we don't choose who we are. We just accept who we are. We are born that way. Society doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you trans. But what society does do is make you realise that you can be open about that. So the teacher that stood there and watched coins being thrown at me and watched me stand up flabbergasted and walk out, the teacher that followed me and said, why have you walked out? And heard me say, because you stand there and let the other kids throw things at me, miss. You're letting them pick on me. That teacher that turned around and responded with, well, that's what happens when you're gay. Perhaps you should have kept your mouth shut. I really, really, really hope that she has learnt her lesson, that she doesn't have those same views that she had that day. Because a lesser person would have just walked away and killed themselves. And she's bloody lucky that I didn't. I walked away and I went to the supermarket and I bought myself some Kit Kats and some tobacco. And I went home and ate and smoked and put a picture up on my wall of Keris Matthews. Because my mother was okay with that. And my mother's opinion was so much more important to me than some ignorant teacher, some ignorant homophobic teacher that was in a position of power, in a position to help me, and instead, as an adult, could have killed me. But at the same time, before I go, I want to also actually mention a teacher that did the opposite because there was a teacher at my school that was on my parents' side, probably secretly gay, but that's not the point. The point is, is that when I was in her classroom, the bullying wasn't put up with. She would nip it in the bud. They would be sent from the room. They would be put in isolation. They would be suspended. And if I walked out or if I got into trouble because I had the audacity to stand up to the bullies when they were spitting in my face and I would sometimes, you know, punch back. Instead of punishing me, she'd put me in her office with extra homework, extra history and let me learn. She wouldn't punish me because she knew what had caused that anger. 
But her hands were tied at that point. She wasn't allowed to talk to me about homosexuality unless she was willing to get sacked. You know what she did? She talked about it anyway because she knew that that was what would stop me from killing myself. She knew that I would then go on and be proud and hold my head up high. I, I'm speechless when I think back to the risks that she put herself in by talking to me and checking that I was okay, checking that my mother and father were okay with it, that I had friends outside of school, somebody to talk to. That was what was important to her. Not whether she lost her job for talking to me. She was willing to take that risk. So Miss Hall, thank you. Thank you. So I have one more poem from the same publication, which I'm going to call now is Girl to Girl. And it was published many, many moons ago. This poem I wrote when I was about 15. I was at school at the time. I vividly remember being on my lunch break and somebody had just gone for me again. And I walked away this on this occasion instead of fighting back. And I walked away with a pen in my hand, no paper. So the first draft was actually written on my arm because I had nowhere else to put it. And it was important that I expelled this emotion. It's called No Longer Hidden by a Wardrobe. Coming out. What an overrated piece of shit. Although definitely painful. Sure, I don't mind being gay. Sure, I don't mind the narrow-minded dickheads who think they rule the world. Sure, I don't mind going to bed at night wanting to be normal. Come on, would you enjoy the torment? It wouldn't be so bad if there was someone to share my feelings with, someone to hold and cuddle at night. As if I enjoy the pure insanity of homophobic teenagers who think that just because they're female, it must mean either I fancy them, as if my taste is that fucking bad. One of these days I'll scream very loudly in the hope that someone will hear me and come to my aid. There's obviously an unwritten rule that automatically means people are homophobic, prejudiced arseholes to anyone who is even the slightest bit different. They must think that because I'm gay, I have a horrible personality and a sick mind underneath my exterior. Although having said that, it seems that my exterior isn't average either. Apparently no female around, with the exception of me, has short spiky hair in combats. As if. Even today I can taste the anger that was in me at that young age. And I think it's beautiful that today, at least in this country, that hatred doesn't exist. It does exist in places though. It exists in the US, I know that. The US right now is quite homophobic and racist. We've just got the racism, I think, at the moment, and that needs to be nipped in the bud, along with the transphobia, any kind of human phobia in that regard. Let it go. Just be happy. Why hate? 
Look at yourself. Is it because you hate yourself? Because you're denying who you are? That you're, vind- you're, you're being so vindictive to those that have had the balls to say, I am who I am. Needs no explanation. Thank you. I'm Hannah Edge, and it's been kind of a pleasure. Hard, but a pleasure. And next episode will be about something hopefully less traumatic. (laughs) So take care. Bye-bye for now.